Hello, I'm Gabriel Stegg from Paris, France, and I'm here at the American Heart Association Scientific Sessions in Chicago. I'm joined today by Dr. Keith Aronson from the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, who's presenting at the late-breaking clinical trials a, a very interesting trial called the ADVANCED trial. Tell us about the ADVANCED trial. Sure. ADVANCED was a study of the hardware HVAD, a very small centrifugal flow uh, a continuous flow device uh, that's placed in the left ventricle and housed completely within the pericardial space. And this was an evaluation of 137 patients who received the HVAD uh, with their uh, uh, outcomes compared to a contemporaneous control group that was uh, accumulated from the Intermax registry, which is a U.S. national registry of patients receiving a commercially available device during the same enrollment uh, period. The study uh, um, looked at success defined as uh, survival to 180 days or transplant or explant of the, of the device for recovery. We also looked at survival and, and uh, functional capacity uh, uh, as well as quality of life endpoints and adverse events. So what did you find? Well, in terms of success, we found that 92% of patients who receive the HVAD uh, achieve the success outcome, 91%, 90.1% of the uh, control group. This study was designed for non-inferiority, and of course these, uh, these results were uh, non-inferior to control. With respect to the success outcome, which was, uh, I'm sorry, the survival outcome, uh, the uh, survival for the HVAD group was on 98.6% at 30 days, so the perioperative mortality was very, very low compared to 3.4% for the control group. At 180 days, it was 94% versus 90%, and at 360 days, 91% versus 85%. So really, uh, it was a good day uh, for, uh, for ventricular assist device therapy because the outcomes were wonderful uh, in, in both groups. With respect to uh, functional capacity and adverse events, because the comparative group is a registry, we had that information only for the uh, experimental group. Functional capacity, uh, increased significantly, six-minute walk distance uh, nearly doubled, um, quality, of, uh, life, uh, quality of life outcomes improved dramatically. Uh, we started with quality of life consistent with advanced heart failure, um, scales improved, the Kansas City Cardiomyopathy questionnaire score improved to a level consistent with mild heart failure, and the uh, uh, EQ5D visual analog scale again improved to a level consistent with uh, uh, heart transplant recipients. So really mar uh, remarkable improvements in quality of life, functional capacity, and uh, adverse event uh, profile was actually quite good. One of the problems with uh, continuous flow ventricular assist devices has been bleeding um, and infection, and the bleeding and infection rates were substantially lower than has been seen in uh, previous published reports with continuous flow devices. So this was very nice. So what sets this device apart from the previous or other types of devices? Um, a, a few things. One, the size of the device. Um, it's uh, easy to be placed surgically. Um, from a patient's standpoint, not having a pump in the belly is, is, is good. Um, from an infection standpoint, uh, infection rates were quite a bit lower. The uh, sepsis rate was a third lower than uh, what's been reported in published studies. There's obviously no pump pocket infection because there's no longer a pump pocket. Um, the uh, driveline infection rates are lower. Um, and bleeding, bleeding has been, a, has been a real issue with continuous flow pumps. Uh, there's an acquired von Willebrand's factor that uh, occurs and has been bleeding from arteriovenous malformations, which we think may be related to the decrease in pulsatility that you get with uh, continuous flow devices. There may be a difference between centrifugal flow and uh, axial flow, the two forms of, of continuous flow devices. And, 
Uh, it may be that that's contributing. We're not sure, but the bleeding rates certainly seem to be lower here. Do you think that these types of devices are now mature enough that you're ready for a randomized trial? Yes, we absolutely are ready for a randomized trial. And in fact, one is ongoing. So there's a, uh, <laughs> it was a nice uh, setup. So there's a, uh, there's a randomized trial comparing the HVAD to the HeartMate 2 uh, for destination therapy, for permanent therapy. It's a 450 patient study. Um, and it's been going on now uh, uh, just for, uh, for a few weeks, but uh, uh, the enrollment is in increasing substantially and uh, centers are coming on board. It's going to be a few years before we have that. Wonderful news. So in a, in a couple of sentences, what are, what are the clinical implications uh, of these, uh, this trial? I think the biggest clinical implication is that ventricular assist device therapy has really matured to a point where we are getting getting tremendous outcomes. Uh, both we see in the experimental group and in the, uh, and in the control registry group, we see really fabulous outcomes. So I think we can be very secure that when we send a patient uh, for a VAD for bridge to transplant, um, that we're very likely to have very good outcomes. Um, I think the device represents another step forward uh, in the evolution of uh, ventricular assist devices um, with very nice outcomes with respect to the adverse events, uh, adverse event profile, and again, excellent survival and success. Well, congratulations on a great study. Thank you Thank very you. much, Gabriel.